Whether we like it or not, life is full of struggle, full of pain. The question is, are you willing to embrace the struggle to bring about better? This is the Quest for Life podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Quest for Life podcast. I'm Dr. Ed Slover, and I'm fiercely passionate about getting better every single day, both for myself and for the people that come into my world. In today's episode, I'm going to be discussing two types of pain that each of us must confront. One of these types of pain leads to an unhappy and more consequentially an unfulfilled life. It's a long-term pain that's extraordinarily difficult to reconcile and move beyond. The other type of pain leads to, for most of us, a life filled with greater possibilities and potentialities, despite the fact that we have to experience varying degrees of pain to do it well. So let's dive into each of these types of pain. The first of which, as you probably guessed, is the pain of regret. Psychologically, Regret is a negative mental or emotional state that involves blaming ourselves for negative outcomes, feeling sadness or a sense of loss for what might have been, or wishing we could undo a previous decision we made or action we took. Interestingly, as kids, regret can actually be a useful emotion as it allows children to refocus and take corrective steps to pursue a new path. When we're children, we believe that we have ample time to make the necessary adjustments to our decisions and or behaviors. And as you might expect, as we get older, there's a shift in our mindset that occurs. We feel there's less opportunity to change the situation, which can lead to rumination. And rumination is the constant and repetitive thoughts uh, about a problem, its causes and its consequences. And when people ruminate, they get trapped in the labyrinth of their mind and engage in negative self-talk. It can be incredibly damaging. It can trigger chronic stress, It can, uh, which leads to damaging our body. It can certainly affect our mind, can lead to various types of mental illness. So when we think about regret, it typically falls into two different buckets. The first of which is regret of actions taken or even decisions made. So I'm going to give you some examples uh, of regrets of actions taken or decisions made. The first is what I call the engagement fight. Now, imagine you are recently engaged and you end up having a knockdown drag out argument with your fiance. And it gets to the point, gets so heated in the argument that you ask, well, why did you say yes to my proposal? Or why did you ask me to marry you? And the other person says, I've been thinking about answering that question ever since we got engaged. I mean, wow, that is extraordinarily painful in the moment. And it's, it can be explained due to the heat of the moment, but it certainly can't be excused because it's so over the top damaging and dare I say, just wrong. That's not a mistake. That's a wrong. And, you know, it's, it leads to a sense of feeling immediate regret for the person that said that out loud. 
uh, because they know that it's very likely that you can't recover from that in that relationship. Another example would be the person who gets behind the wheel of a car after having too much to drink. They subsequently get arrested for DUI. And as they sober up, clearly they regret having made that decision, not only for the short term uh, effects to them, but also the long term effects to the people that they love the most and the people that love uh, that person the most. We might experience regret when we make a hasty decision. Maybe we make a poor investment or worse still, maybe in the moment uh, we simply can't help ourselves and we have an extramarital affair. I mean, if Chris Hemsworth comes into the room, it's very likely that um, that people are going to question their fidelity in that moment if there's an opportunity to present itself. Now, I'm being somewhat playful when I bring up Thor, but the the reality is extramarital affairs very often happen spontaneously. Now they can grow into long, longer term relationships, but they, they largely happen spontaneously. And there's a sense of immediate regret uh, in the moment. So regret stemming from actions taken that lead to negative outcomes uh, really create this desire for us to have a do-over. I mean, we reflect on those decisions and those actions knowing that we could have done better in the moment, but didn't. And unfortunately, a lot of pain is caused to oneself and potentially other people, which can lead to a lack of faith, confidence, and trust. And as we all know, it takes a great deal of time to build trust and it can erode with the snap of a finger. It's incredibly difficult to rebuild trust. And if you've ever had your trust violated, you know that definitively. It's incredibly difficult to rebuild trust that has been violated at some point to some degree. And some might even argue that it's impossible. So that's the uh, pain of regret, number one in the bucket. Number two is regret of action, not take it. So not asking that person out on a date, for example. We just don't know what the, what the outcome would have been. We had no idea what the future might have, might have held because in the moment we chose not to ask that person that we wanted to ask out on a date. And who knows, that could have had led our, you know, just so many wonderful, positive things in our lives. And in retrospect, we look back on that and we're like, gosh, darn it, I wish I would have taken that leap, but I didn't. Another example would be not pursuing the job promotion or, or career path that could have led to greater fulfillment in life. Now, all of a sudden, we may have been offered a job in another city on the other side of the country, and we felt a sense of obligation to our to our family and we decided to stay and we just don't know how taking that promotion would have led to greater adventure or greater experiences, which might have enhanced the relationships we had with the family that we uh, stayed behind for. Another one would be not spending more time with your kids. Um, the, you know, we get so caught up in the busyness of our lives, particularly our careers, we, it, we feel like it's this badge of courage to shoot off another email at 8.41 p.m. because we believe our manager is going to see the time timestamp and, and see how devoted and dedicated we are to our jobs, when in reality, all 
that should have been happening in, in the moment was helping your kid with their math homework or watching another episode of Dora the Explorer with them, even though you're going out of your mind because you're fixating on this work. Not playing catch with your dad. Now, this one is particularly relevant to me. My, I lost my father when I was 13 years old, and I remember when I was 10, he asked me if I wanted to go play catch with him, and I deferred to playing with my friend, Ross, and I did exactly what a 10-year-old was supposed to do. I did exactly what a 10-year-old was supposed to do. Go play with your friends. I didn't do anything wrong, but if there's one lingering regret I have, it's not playing catch with my dad that one more time. Now, fortunately, I've been able to reconcile that throughout the years, but the, the reality is that the, there's still an element of what if. What if I would have played catch with him one more time? Could he have imparted some pearl of wisdom that would have, would have you know, persisted in my life and, and actually led to a better outcome? We just don't know. And many times the pain of, of actions not taken shows up at or near the end of life with the proverbial saying, I wish I had more time. And further, the regret of actions not taken leads people to, uh, as I mentioned just a minute ago, this, this perpetual what if. What if I took that promotion? What if I spent five more minutes talking to my kid instead of blowing them off to compose the work email? What, what if I spent more quality time with my spouse every day so we wouldn't have drifted apart? And so it's interesting because research study, researchers have studied this, looking at, um, looking at really timeframes around regret and the regret of actions taken or decisions made, it, you know, they, what they found in a short period of time, people are likely to regret those, those things versus over a longer period of time, people tend to um, report that regret of actions not taken actually has um, a more significant uh, effect on them. And what, I mean, this makes sense because regretting moments that we wish we could have undone uh, or actions we've taken, mis you know, mistakes made, wrongs, wrongs committed, you know, this is something that you know, we believe we might have time to be able to fix. We have, might be have time to, to, to reconcile. Whereas over longer periods of time, people tend to regret those actions not taken and you know, it's like, gosh, missed opportunities, you know, for, uh, for, you know, for love or for spending more time with our kids because we're working too hard. And consequentially, you know, we end up, you know, having to deal with the damaging effects of each of these. And as previously mentioned, it can lead to fruitless rumination and self-blame that keeps us from actually engaging or re-engaging with life. And such a pattern of repetitive, negative, self-focused, self-blame are, are characteristic of depression. And I mean, additionally, rumination can lead to a whole host of other issues as unintended consequences, such as chronic stress, uh, creating hormonal imbalances, uh, it, it impedes proper immune system function. And you know, while it appears to be a normal part of the human condition, experiencing some form of regret, at least at some point in your life, what it, it just doesn't appear to be helpful in the long term. So that brings us to the second pain, which is the pain of discipline. 
This is the pain that each of us must endure to create the habits that'll bring about better in our lives. And most psychologists and life coaches agree that it's only through the right habits that we can consistently succeed, uh, or at least, I mean, it gives us the best chance to succeed. And make no mistake, forming these habits requires us to experience pain. It requires change at any time any of us experience change, it, there, we experience varying degrees of pain. Now, in contrast to the pain of regret, the pain associated with discipline is generally temporary, at least on paper. And living a disciplined life doesn't appear sexy at all. Maybe the results can be sexy uh, in isolation or in the aggregate, but going through discipline or engaging in discipline behavior, there's no part of that that's sexy. I mean, consistency isn't sexy. And in many ways, people you know, believe living a discipline, disciplined life is stale and boring. And if you're one of them, let me ask you, is success or succeeding more often than not boring? Is getting more out of life and living, living more fulfilled uh, stale? I mean, is Last time I checked, winning was a good thing. Last time I checked, um, living a fulfilled life was was a good thing. And being healthy is is a good thing. So the the pain of creating the habit is extremely important. So for example, the pain of creating the habit of regular exercise and in and physical activity turns a lot of people off despite the fact that every single person knows the benefits every single person knows that engaging in cardiovascular activity promotes heart health everyone knows that engaging in physical activity and eating well uh, helps maintain body composition which carries with it a whole host of benefits by avoiding uh, diabetes uh, avoiding overweight and obesity everybody knows that and What's fascinating is that people consciously avoid that because engaging in those activities creates some type of pain. I mean, eating whole foods versus processed foods. Whole foods tend not to taste as good. That's by design. The food companies have figured out that the three things the human organism is naturally addicted to is fat, salt, and sugar, and pick up a box on uh, whatever shelf in whatever grocery store, and guess what? They have fat, salt, and sugar. They're highly palatable foods. And eating a carrot compared to a cracker just doesn't taste nearly as good. We, we know these things, but we also know the long-term benefit of eating more carrots versus eating more crackers. Everybody knows this. What about, what about learning new things? What about creating the habit and the, the discipline, the pain about learning new things? I mean, maybe pick up a book, you know, reading a book versus binge watching Netflix. I mean, I know the latest season of Stranger Things just came out, but losing a half a day watching it and consuming it, I mean, does that make any of us really better? Now, I'm not at all opposed to rest and relaxation. That's extraordinarily important because it helps us balance our life. But what about, what about picking up a book? And in and, and reading seven pages per day, just if nothing else to have, you know, our brain work in a different way to shift the, the focus there, right? And it, it's not boring. I mean, it, reading a book, it's a movie in our head. So, you know, something to consider. But, you know, if we're being honest with ourselves, we know the answers to all these things. 
we know that eating better is better. We know that engaging our brain actively is better than simply passing, you know, passively uh, having information wash over us. I mean, we know the answers and, but having a disciplined mind, I mean, it does, it allows us to better deal with the struggle and the adversity of life rather than just simply having life happen to us. And if you're anything like me, you could tolerate to have a little bit of less stress in your life. But in doing so requires us to go through some, some version of pain. I mean, it could be short-term bouts of pain that challenge us. They challenge our, 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 our physical fitness. They challenge our belief systems. They challenge our, our thought process, our, our preconceived notions, our biases. And doing that helps us navigate the trials more efficiently and effectively, the trials in life, the stresses in life. And putting ourselves through, through frequent, uh, rigorous mental or physical challenge makes us stronger and makes us more resilient. And as I mentioned earlier, the benefits of all of it are crazy. I mean, you know, mentally we have improved uh, cognitive function. Uh, we have you know better mental health. We we have physically we have better blood circulation. I, the list goes on and on. So. As we close in on the end of episode 25 of the Quest for Life podcast, I'd like to ask you two questions. And then I want to revisit the question I asked you prior to the start of the podcast. The first question is, what would it mean to your life? What would it mean to your life, to your fulfillment, if you could, if you could live with few or no regrets? What would that mean to your life? The second question if you could live a productive, more successful and fulfilling life, if there were more opportunities to do so, why wouldn't you do it? I mean, the reality is that the human condition living this life is one that is fraught with pain. I mean, pick a topic and there's pain baked into the cake. There's struggle and there's adversity everywhere. There's struggle to survive when we're born. There's struggle to learn how to read and write their struggle, to gain acceptance from others, their struggle to learning how to effectively communicate with a significant other, their struggle to make a mo enough money to buy a tank of gas. And the pain of regret isn't embracing that struggle. In fact, it's the opposite. It keeps us mired in the pain. The, and that pain is incredibly difficult to set down in order to live a full and meaningful life. We carry that baggage with us through time. Conversely, the pain of discipline, it allows us to embrace the struggle in the attempt to overcome it, to be better in our lives. And we have a greater chance of being successful or living healthier by leaning in to the pain associated with living a disciplined life. It opens us up to more favorable, more favorable possibilities and potentialities. It does, however, mean that we have to make a conscious decision to form productive habits, and that isn't easy. It's commonly accepted that it takes 21 days to form a new habit. Research shows that it takes somewhere between 18 and 254 days, with the average being 66 days. Ultimately, that doesn't matter. What matters is the consistency 
once we make the decision to embrace the pain of discipline and we have to take deliberate action in order to start the process and getting started is often the hardest part. What I would encourage you to do is start with something small. I mean, set a modest goal. I mentioned reading seven pages a day. If, if that ultimately gets you reading and gets you off of binge watching at least for, I don't know, seven to 15 minutes, however long it takes to read seven pages, start with seven pages a day. I think what you'll find is over time, you'll, you'll get to 10 and then 20 and you heck, you might even read a whole chapter a day. And what's interesting is that you feel incredibly accomplished after, after finishing a book. If you read a chapter uh, a day in most books, you're done in a week. I mean, that, that becomes an impressive accomplishment. Or when it comes to physical activity, if you're loath to exercise, maybe start with 10 minutes a day. Take a 10-minute walk. Take a 10-minute walk. I mean, it, it, take on your lunch break or get up 10 minutes early or whenever you come home at night, rather than uh, sitting down uh, on the sofa immediately, maybe take the dog for a walk. I mean, just do something. Start, start small. Something's better than nothing. And when in, in your relationships, what about saying I love you more? Or what about saying something nice? I read a post on LinkedIn today. Uh, a gentleman lost his wife a few days ago. And one of the things he had said was he, he wished he had one more moment to tell her how much he cherished her and how much he loved her. Folks, that is the pain of regret. What we need to do, especially with our loved ones, is is be more intentional with telling them how we feel less for them and more for ourselves. So we don't leave them at any point or they leave us at any point And we feel those pangs uh, of regret. It's extraordinarily difficult to do, especially when, uh, when we see these people every day, but they're the ones that matter to us the most. And it takes discipline to be able to do those things. All of us can get better at it, myself included. So start small, form new habits, let them take root. After all, it's the root systems in nature that give trees their strength. It's the root systems of our habits that either, either give us strength or compromise our integrity. And as always, it's food for thought, fellow questers. If you've liked what you heard, be sure to tell your friends. Consider leaving a five-star rating. The show continues to grow. It's really, really awesome to see. Thank you. You can contact the show at thequestforlife.com. That is the quest, the number four, life.com, thequestforlife.com. And as usual, thank you for joining the conversation.